0: What's up competitors, it's Friday, which means we have a brand new Compete Every Day episode around how to make this year your best year. Welcome back to another episode of the Compete Every Day podcast. My name's Jake Thompson. I'm the founder here at Compete Every Day and excited to hang out with you for a little bit on Friday we made it through another week we are cruising through the month of january off to a strong start in 2020 so how's your year going how's your daily process going more importantly are you focused on what you're doing today how you're showing up today how you're going to get better today Or are you so consumed with the outcome with the finish line That two and a half, three weeks in, you're already starting to lose a little motivation. You're already getting frustrated by what you see other people doing on social media or maybe realizing how much harder that goal is than you expected. Get your mind and eyes off of everyone else. Quit focusing on what other people are doing and start focusing on what you're going to do today. That's the day you control. You can't influence or change the past. You can only influence and impact tomorrow by what you do today. By this time next week, most people will have quit their New Year's resolutions and goals. They'll have given up. They're done. Three weeks in, it's too hard. It's too far. I can't do it anymore. And those people are going to stop and get passed by the other people who are only focused on how can I get closer today? How can I take one step forward today? If this is something that you struggle with, if this is an area you know you need some more help with. Flip back a couple of weeks to episode around winning your year, going 366 and 0 this year. In that episode, I share a plan, a daily process, and attack that I use to focus on the most important activities to make sure I'm making progress every single day. And so I'm going to challenge you to check out that episode. If you've watched that episode or listened to it, watch the YouTube video of it, still have questions, as always, get in touch with me by shooting an email to podcast at competeveryday.com. Happy to answer any questions I have for you. And as always, support the show by using the code podcast at competeeveryday.com. It'll get you 15% off. It helps keep the lights on, my cup of coffee and espresso full, and me dropping brand new episodes every week to you, as in this case, twice a week during the month of January and potentially February, based on the early feedback we've gotten. For the the episodes and bonus episodes we've rolled out. So appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Enjoy getting to hang out with you every week. But now let's talk about what you came here for. How do we make this year our best year yet? So we are January. It is January the 17th right now. Uh, And normally this time of year, at least for the last two to three years, I have been asked to go speak to teams, to companies, to sales teams and organizations in January to help them kick off the new year. And one of the events I've done the last few years have been uh, vision board parties for some real estate organizations here in Dallas-Fort Worth. We've done a handful of events at various offices and my client hires me on the idea that I'm going to come in, I'm going to help fire them up, we're going to talk about big picture vision, and then they're going to create these vision boards that they can hopefully use this year. And it, it's funny to me because my client will always cringe when I start to talk. Because I always, without fail, have an honest confession. I hate vision board parties. I hate them. Now, I know if I'm hired to do a vision board party, maybe I should lead with that, but I don't and there's a very specific reason why. You see, the reason I hate the vision board parties, it's not about the vision board. I actually think the vision boards can be very effective tools. What I hate are the parties and how the boards are used. See, if you think about it, most people create these vision boards, they cut stuff out. They put, they glue it down. They've got all these grand visions of this year, they're going to be healthier. This year, they're going to make more money. They're going to sell stuff. They're going to travel. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They've got all these grand ideas for their year and they create this board and they get really excited about it. And then the party ends and they take that vision board and they stick it under their desk or in a closet or in a drawer. And about this time next year, they're like, oh yeah, I've got that vision board. Let me get it back out and let's do a new vision board party. They think that the idea of just gluing the items down, putting it on a board, and then putting it in a closet is going to do a damn thing for them, as if imagining their success is going to create it for them. There are thousands of people who have made millions of dollars off of telling people and tricking people into believing if you sit back and imagine your success, it will come to you. And honestly, that is bullshit. There is no sitting back, waiting, wishing, hoping success finds me. That's the problem I have with the vision board parties is if you're just going to create the board and put it in a closet or put it in a drawer and not look at it for 12 months, not create a plan with it, then all you've done is waste an hour and a half of your time creating that board. The goals we imagine do not come true if we just imagine them, if we just hope for them, if we just wish for them that's the problem with that thinking that's the problem with this time of year and people believing well this is going to be my best year because my fingers are crossed my toes are crossed i'm wearing my fancy shoes i got my best watch on this is going to be my year because i posted it on social media hell no this is going to be your best year if you create a plan of attack and go get it you bring a vision to life you bring your best year to life By taking specific steps to achieve that best year, to create your success, all success, all goals, the things we want to create with our life, they require intentional action in order to bring them about. Wishing for it, hoping for it, wanting them doesn't do it. Posting about it on social media doesn't make it happen. What makes it happen is the work you do, the intentional work you do. So, in order to make this year your best year, we're gonna talk about how you make an intentional plan of attack, one that keeps you present in the moment while helping you build and mo- maintain momentum going forward every day. And so, I've got five steps today I wanna to talk to you about real quick of how you can implement in your life to make this year your best year. It's not about wishing for it, it's not about wanting for it, it's about doing the work and competing to create it. Number one, for, this, for us to make this year our best year, we have to clearly define our goals for the year. And I'm not talking about vague goals. We, we've talked about vague goals on this episode before and how they're crap. Vague goals are essentially the ability of us to, to just throw something out there and not be very specific, not be very detailed. And so that way, heck, if we fall short, if we miss that goal, nobody knows. We're vague. There's not really a, a finish line. There's not really a point we're trying to get to. It's just, hey, I want to be healthier. I want to make more money. I want to do more this year. Dude, what the hell does that look like? Do you want your pants to fit like the waist size you had in high school or college? Do you want to run faster? Are you trying to lift more? Like what does healthier look like to you? What does make more money? Do you want to make a penny? I mean, heck, if you turn in your income statement and it said $100,000 last year, and this year you turned it in and it said $100,000 and one penny, you made more money. But no one would be really excited about that one penny increase. So if you're going to say, Hey, I want to make more money this year. Like you have to clearly define that. I want to make $140,000 this year. And here's how I plan to do it using this and making this many sales and showing up this day and adding this type of side hustle. Like you have to have a clearly defined goal. Research has even shown that individuals who set very specific goals, the ones that are clearly detailed and also challenging, the ones that are just outside of their current reach, increase their performance substantially over those who set unclear or vague goals like the people that set vague goals don't achieve those goals because they don't know where they're aiming but the ones who are very specific and even set those that are just outside of their comfort zone have a 90% better performance they perform so much better because they know where they're going. They know exactly what they're running at, and it's just beyond their reach so that they know they have to do the extra work. They have to stay focused, stay consistent in order to get there. Know exactly what you want to achieve this year so you can start to build the plan for it. Now, number 1, clearly define your goals this year. Vague goals are bullshit. So leave them out in 2019, leave them before. If you've used them in the past, cut them out. We're going to be specific, we're going to be detailed because we need to know if we hit that mark. And if we don't hit that mark, we need to know where we fell short, what that gap is, and how we can bridge it in the future. Number two, teach yourself to focus on just today. Now we're gonna set that clear goal. We're gonna have a clearly defined finish line so we know what we're aiming at and where we're going at. And then we're gonna get our attention off of the outcome and get it onto today. Harvard psychologist Amy Cuddy wrote the book Presence. And she's famous for a lot of her work in terms of how we show up in the world. And one of the things she shared in, in multiple works and videos is that she believes one of the biggest mistakes people make when going after big goals is that they focus solely on the outcome instead of the process. We become so consumed with the finish line that we don't look at the day-to-day work, the process that's going to get us there. And what happens is people start out and they pursue after this goal, and then they realize, shit, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. This is farther than I thought it was going to be. I don't know if I can get there. That's too far. That's a year away. That's a year and a half away. I have a hundred pounds to go. I have a hundred thousand dollars out of debt I got to get out of. Like, how am I ever going to get there? And so they quit. They give up. They see where they're trying to go is too far from today. Instead, the people that succeed at reaching their goals, at making their best year, set that clear goal and then get their eyes off of the goal and focus on the next step. They focus on the next step. It's important that we know where we're going, but Get your eyes off of that finish line and start focusing on what you're going to do today. It's like running a marathon. You don't want to be thinking about the finish line at mile two. You just want to be thinking about getting to mile three or what that next step is or where that next turn is. One of the areas we I talked about in the intro is the episode about going 366-0 and 0 this year, winning 2020. And the way you do that is as having a daily plan of attack, having a focus that every day moves you just a little bit closer You're not worried about the gap and how far you have to go, how much weight you have to lose, how much debt you have to pay, how much weight uh, you want to lift in the future, how high you want to get in your career. You're only focused on how am I going to show up and do better today. Focus on the daily process. So number one, we have a clear goal. Number two, then we're teaching ourselves to focus on just what we're doing today. The third step to making this year your best year is getting out of your comfort zone on a weekly basis challenging yourself to get beyond what you know beyond that complacency that comfort that man it feels good it's like staying in a warm bed curled up in a blanket on a rainy day you just don't want to go anywhere but you don't want to get trapped in there you don't want to be in a straitjacket, confined by your comfort zone because you never grow Growth is not found within that. You have to commit to your leaning into that discomfort, to leaning into fear on a weekly basis in order to grow in your career, your health, your personal life. See, we, we don't grow when we just kinda coast through and take it easy in workouts. We grow, we get stronger when we push those limits, when we hit failure on a, on a lift, on a max lift, when we burn our lungs pushing through a cardio workout. That's how we get stronger, that's how we get more fit. We grow in our career when we start taking on bigger challenges. When we ask our managers and bosses how we can lead more effectively, how we can take on some extra work to build our skill set and develop. Listen, this could be something as simple every week as, as trying a new workout routine. If you're big into CrossFit or lifting, what if you just dropped into a spin class once? What if you took a bar class? What if you went over and checked out an Orange Theory Fitness or a boot camp? Like, Do something where you honestly may suck the first time. You honestly may suck the first time, but what's going to, that's going to allow you to do is get out of your comfort zone and grow. Talk to a stranger at a coffee shop. Heck, go sign up for skydiving. Growing this way, challenging yourself, getting into these new experiences, allow you to build confidence in yourself. Because what you're going to see is you're going to be fearful or worried going into these situations. And then you're going to gain confidence by going through them and overcoming them. And that, that class you were afraid to take, you were worried, oh my God, I'm not going to know what to do. It's going to be hard. I've never done this before. You're like, man, I, I kind of got the hang of this. I'm, I'm not too bad at it. That project that you took on at work that has you stressed out, once you complete it, you realize, yeah, I can do this. I can add value in this way to my company. I'm more valuable than I gave myself credit for. I can do this. We build our confidence by challenging ourselves on a weekly basis to get out of comfort zones. So that's 52 opportunities over the next year to get out of your comfort zone and become more confident. So number one, clearly define your goals. Two, teach yourself to focus on how we're going to improve today. Number three, challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone every week. Number four, believe in yourself. It's hard, maybe, maybe even impossible to achieve any type of goal of significance without first believing in yourself. It's this internal belief that helps us persevere through challenging trials, helps us get back up from the setbacks, and and continually reminds us of the one fact that yes, we can. It's imperative that we believe in ourselves in order to make this our best year. A few of the positive actions you can take to increase your self-belief starts right here. Getting out of your comfort zone each week is going to build confidence. It's going to build that belief in yourself. Focusing on today, what you're going to do today and those short-term checkpoints along the way to that big-picture goal, that's going to help you maintain motivation and continually remind you, yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can. You add in the practice of of building your positive self-talk that I talked about in the last month or so on this podcast. And then you've got this formula, For increasing your self-belief. You've got the opportunities to get better. One exercise I've found helpful in the times where I've lacked confidence, where the times I've questioned if I have what it takes, is I ask myself, how would the person I want to be respond to this? Not who I am right now, but how would the person I want to become respond in this moment? See that simple reframing usually gives me a pretty clear answer of what the right step forward is. I may not be confident. Honestly, I'm probably not at all confident in that moment. But I know in that moment what the action I have to take is because it's the action of the person I want to grow into. And if the person I want to become takes that action, I have to start acting that same way today. There's a a lot of posts uh, circulating on social media right now about don't fake it until you make it, blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't try to fake it. Just, you know, look like that. And, and I think in some sense, it's okay to not fake it until you make it. I, we all know I hate the crap on social media and idiots posting rental cars and acting like they're making big money just to sucker you into a course or a program that I don't like. I don't want that kind of fake it till you make it, but the kind of fake it till you make it, I'm a hundred percent behind is the kind of believing in yourself until you do. Acting like that person you want to come, become and grow into until you are. Over time, Overcoming the times we lack confidence in ourselves requires us, requires us to act and talk like the person we want to become, even if we don't feel like them yet. Because over time, we're going to keep making the choices that the person we want to become will make until we become that person. It's the only way we get there. And finally today on number five, the fifth way you can make your best this year, your best year, stay focused on what's important. Don't be distracted by what's immediate. I know all about distraction. I've grown up with ADHD. Uh, I've never had medicine for it. Uh, I've had to honestly teach myself certain systems and ways to control that. My team laughs, uh, Christine that used to work with us, laughed that I would have shiny object syndrome. And part of it was my entrepreneurial brain and creating ideas, and part of it was my ADHD. But I would I would constantly be distracted. I would fly through this to-do list of checklists of things I needed to do, but rarely were those immediate tasks the most important. Rarely was the immediate work I was doing most important. I had to train myself to focus each day on what was most important, blocking out everything else until later. And that same technique works in life. You see, we, we get stressed out, burned out, worried, frantic, worn out, when we're constantly focusing on what's right in front of us, the immediate. We don't have enough time. How are we ever going to get there? I'm not as successful as so-and-so. I don't feel motivated. You know, we our focus bounces to everything here in the immediate, almost like a squirrel chasing acorns around a yard. We, we forget the big picture. We forget the glory and where we're trying to go because we're so distracted in the immediate. It's the idea that in a workout, we're burnout. We're tired. Uh, our lungs are burning. We get that stitch in our side. Like we just want to quit. But man, you hear 10 seconds left on the clock. I can get through this. An athlete at the end of a game. It doesn't matter how tired, how worn out they are. If there are five seconds left on the clock and the game on the line, they have the energy because it's not about how they feel in the immediate. It's about what's most important, which is winning that game. It's not about we don't have enough time today to get it all done. It's about what's in the big picture. It's not about the motivation we have right now to do the work or not. It's about do we show up and just do the work? We don't need motivation to get it done. We just have to do it. It doesn't matter how far off that goal feels, how tired we may be, how far away or this feeling we're never going to get there. What matters is what we do today with it. Our focus, choosing to focus on what's important, allows us to get through the intermediate. If we focus on the glory, if we remember what's most important, why it's so important, we can get through any grind. We can endure any off-season training, but you gotta remember the glory to grind through it. So the success of your year this year depends on your ability and the training of yourself to focus on the important instead of letting immediate distractions wear you out, stress you out, burn you out. So number one, clearly define your goals. Number two, teach yourself to focus on today's process. Number three, Challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone every single week. Number four, believe in yourself. Number five, stay focused on the important, not the immediate. And one note I want to keep on this, something for you to keep in mind, is all five of these steps, honestly maybe for not, if you're not intentional about the type of people you're surrounding yourself with. We've talked about this a number of times on the show. You can uh, Google search on the podcast starting five for an episode specifically on relationships and how the relationships of the people we spend the most time with influence our chances of failure and success. For you, a competitor, to truly capitalize on making this year your best yet, you have to make sure that you're selective with who you invest your free time with who you surround yourself with, and make sure that they're the growth-minded individuals working to make this their best year yet, so that they can encourage you, challenge you, and remind you of what you need to do, where you need to focus throughout the entire 12 months. Because we know there's going to be valleys, there's going to be peaks. How do we maintain the motivation and focus all throughout that? We make sure we're surrounded with the right people. Every one of you listening to this episode today has the ability to create your best life in 2020. But you're going to have to commit to a specific plan and do the work. Imagining it, wishing for it, hoping for that best year will not get it done. Competing for it will. Thanks again competitors for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Your weekly home to cultivating the winning mindset necessary to excel in your work, your workouts, and your life. To connect with the show, learn more, visit CompeteEveryday.com.